welcome to another episode of Carrying the Drinks. I'm still Joe Soward, uh, bringing all the joy from the Tetbury. Um, I'm joined by Tom and also uh, the best cricketer in Go-Taker, Dan Wiseman. How are we, Dan? You're such a wanker. You're <laughs> such a wanker. Dan, how does it feel to be a, a sponsored cricket player, though? It feels great, mate. Yeah, it feels great. I've got to pay match fees or subs this year. That's actually unbelievable. I would yeah. say that's the one thing I hate the most about playing cricket is a six-pound outrageous match fees. So I was eight-pound match fee and like seventy-odd quid subs. Yeah, that's, that's 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 eight pound more after a game on the beers. Yeah. I must say I've been to go to go away. Well, I've been to go to go home and watch Dan play, and the standard of their lunches was class. I remember there was so much left over that we turned up to have a few beers to watch you play. And they were like, crack on, guys, crack on. Crack on with some tea, yeah. So, so yeah. Dan bring the crowds to get, what's Go Take a Stadium called? The ground. Take a lane. Take a lane. Go Take a Lane. Oh, Go Take a Lane. So does Dan Wiseman pack up Go Take a Lane on a Saturday afternoon? Come to see. I mean, it's it, it basically just Tom and like Fraser and Brad showed up, really. Um, but also, no offense to Dan, like, Realistically, they all turn out to see Liam Dawson play. So yeah, really, if he plays, and well, if you get the wrong turn and, in as well, and and Benny as well, if he plays as well. If you get the wrong turn in, you end up at the second team ground. You do, yeah, like yeah. you did. Yeah, <laughs> we waited there for about an hour. It's like Weissman's <laughs> not playing here. Um, I remember you guys came to watch me play. Uh, you and all your mates, Tom. <laughs> after what well, I, I think I turned up the week before, and I got to bat and. I got off a mark of a lovely little flick of the legs before, and I was like, "Here we go." So this is never, this is never ton century here. And um, I think I got like two more runs, and then uh, played on. I think, and then I don't think you noticed <laughs> until I was walking off. So walking off a six, batting in the arm, and then I get like halfway back to the uh, to the pavilion. And I know I can hear like, "Yeah, it's going, Joe. Class stuff, mate. Well done." <laughs> I'm like, "Fantastic, cheers, boys. Thank you for coming." The day they came to watch you play, I was actually 50 not out, and because they went to the wrong ground, they missed it. Oh, it's heartbreaking. I must say, Dan, you did bowl. Absolutely splendid spell. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. You didn't take any wickets, but you had that young young left-hander, the kid, like 15 years old, I believe, left hand, and he was nuts. I think he took like three, four wickets in the first three overs. I remember uh, me and my girlfriend came to watch me play twice, I think. Um, The first time she was there all day from the very beginning to the very end, I got third ball duck playing on. Um, and didn't bowl and the second time she was like two hours late because she couldn't find the ground um, <laughs> and I literally she got that as I got out for like 35 I was like oh great I've, I've I'll say that that's a little bit worrying in Tetbury if you can't find the oh no she went away with Ben so she could have been doing all sorts who knows but um... yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> let's get Ben on the podcast no um... <laughs> yeah um, and then I took three catches three blinding catches as well I do say so myself um, so that was it that was, that was also a day last summer um, where I think it must have been like a million degrees. It was so hot. And um, I think I must have lost about 15 kilo, kilos in sweat just from fielding that day and batting. But yeah. But no, as I was saying to Dan before, today is a day that I've um, been going through my kit, getting ready for this season. Um, well, I think a new pair of pads, a new pair of spikes, but apart from that, almost ready to go. Once the government give it the green light, um, I'll be able to... Yeah, Technically, yeah. Well, technically, from the 29th, it's like it, it can return 
like to the standards as of last year, can't it? I think. Yeah, like yeah. where you've got to like basically I'm not sure what the rules are in terms of like changing like if you've got to change outside again or whatever but like obviously we had that last year we had to like change outside every six hours to sanitise your hands and like walk like that was like all that sort of stuff wasn't it you're only allowed um, a certain amount of people in each net I think it was like six people yeah six people into a net wasn't it so that and, and, and you couldn't use like two nets at the same time could you you can't share you all, use, like, nets. all that city yeah nice. all that weird okay. stuff so I'm not, I'm not too sure like what the rules are in terms of like I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's returned to that, isn't it? I think. I think like, so. As of the, the 29th of March. I don't think it is. It's one yeah. of those easy sports to socially distance, etc. in, because realistically, Chris is never closer to anyone than two metres. No, um, exactly. Anyway, like during the slips, probably one metre in a bit. Slips uh, is what, a metre a bit? Yeah. And two feet, yeah. So apart from that, it's fine, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, no. Buzzing to get back to it, though, to be fair. Can't yeah, wait to do something of an evening time or like just a bit of train or whatever it is. Just, be able to get out of the house and do something. I'm an entire it is. What, one till seven playing cricket and then sitting down on the outfield and having copious amounts of beers and staggering home. Good day. Good day. How many beers is acceptable after a cricket game now? As many as you want. As many as you want. Depends if you won or not. Or if, no, not even if you've depends. Oh, no, it depends. No, the pure, the purely asked on the cricket if you've done well. So you could have scored 100 tins, <laughs> you might have lost. You don't care. You're just going to sit there and have a few tins no matter what. 100%. Milk it as the well. The thing is, at our level, if you scored a 50 or 100, you're the one being punished because you have to buy the rounds in. Well, we had our, uh, we had yeah. our fines, our like fines just come through the other day from like, our fines masters up our club. And like it was like a massive like just like spreadsheet of what all the fines were. And it was just like just throwing back. How, how much memories. were you punished, Dan? I uh, uh no, no the, the max is like five pound a person usually, unless you get like additional fine for like something outrageous. You might as well um, just line up and just chuck a five into the pot when you Yeah, get exactly. Up. Exactly. I mean more more, more money in the kitty means more more to do, isn't it? And and the season at some point. Yeah. When we can actually do so do something with it. Yeah, no, that's quite good. I like we started like I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Like, like last year, we started like collecting fines. We were like, "Wait a sec, we can't do it. We can't do anything with money." Yeah. Like literally, like it's we, like, we collecting fines. We're like, we actually can't do anything. So I think we just scrapped it in the end. All you ended up doing last season was just chuck it all behind the bar on the last day, wouldn't you? Because you couldn't have yeah. a presentation or anything. Um, no, exactly. Wait, and Dan, can we get confirmation of uh, who you're playing for this year? Uh, same club mate as always. Uh, go taker. And Joe. Um, well, Tabrizi C for the second half of the season, and uh, TBC for the first half of the season. All right, let's. Uh, that's our personal stuff. And Selwood. Out. How about you, Tom? Uh, I'll, I don't you? know. Potentially Sussex. Sussex. Uh, it depends what Phil Salt's up to. It depends what Archer's elbow's playing up, isn't, isn't it? Yeah, if he, literally. If he's and I'm sure I'll take your place. If not, I'll be uh, fielding at a point, batting at number nine for Tabrizi seconds. Oh, sounds Nine? Great. You've gone up to two places then? He's batting, he's batting 10 and 11. No, they just don't get more than nine people every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no comment there. Um, right, well, we're talking about the elite standard. Now let's talk about the stuff that's been happening in India of late. Um, the T20 series, the five games. Um, did anyone get it right? Anybody go for 3-2 India? Me and Dan went 3-2 England, I believe. Oh. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we went three to England, and Joe, did you go four? Joe, did you go four one England? I did. I went four one England. I was always for that. Um, and after the third game, I was thought, yeah, this is who it. Um, 
See, obviously, the series had ended 3-2 to India. Um, quite a good series. I think the first few games um, was very much win the toss, win the game, um, which isn't really something you want in test cricket. I mean, I've heard Jane Anderson say on another podcast, um, it should literally just be 40 overs of cricket and it's the best wins, isn't it? Like, it shouldn't have to come into account of who's won the toss, um, especially in such a short format of the game, uh, which is a bit frustrating. Um and obviously, England only, I think, used 12 players in the entire series for the five games, despite obviously having planned out the test matches, right. um, yeah. the rotation. I get obviously, test match cricket is probably more, well, it is, there's no probably why it is more strenuous, but um, you think some people have been in the bubble for like the entire time. Like Matt Parkinson's been in the bubble since Sri Lanka. He's not even played a game yet. And you thought yeah. that it would have been an ideal chance for him to, obviously, realistically, ideal Rashid will be a number one spinner. But if, because he's got in, in, his own injury history, you'd think giving him a chance in one of these games would have been ideal, like especially with a World Cup coming up. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, obviously, one thing that we know going into next year is our strongest side, don't we? Like, you're going to see predominantly those 11, 12 players and probably adding Moeen adding to that. Um, I was a tad surprised when Wood didn't sort of pull up to our after the first game that Moeen didn't play that second one. And they bought in Curran instead. Like Curran did well, to be fair to him. They didn't do anything wrong. But like, I just most obviously like that experience of being a T20 like batsman done unbelievably well for Worcestershire and done well for us when he's played. And also one thing that they, um, that we, we sort of missed in some of the games was that sort of T20 finisher. Like we sort of didn't work. We sort of weren't sure where like Stokes came in at like four. Sometimes he batted lower sometimes. Um, whereas Moeen, you know, he's going to bat lower down the order and he knows what he wants to do in those sort of like last two, three overs. Yeah. And I think, um, as Tasquaz, he, did, he didn't get a game, but I think also he's also going to be part of that squad going into next year. Um, I think something that we actually alluded to off podcast and just chatted about it between us is that compared to the test series and, and the test squad, they know their best, their best team for T20. I got a feeling like looking back after the test series, they probably didn't know their best team. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas going into the one day stuff, we do know our best, our best 11, which is probably why they didn't rotate as much. Especially with a, obviously the world cup coming up in India, it's just a perfect chance to give more than likely your team that you will go into that world cup with five games in those conditions. Exactly. And, and we saw things like, like uh rash bowl on the first over, in the first couple of games, which to be fair, like, worked out reasonably well. Um, so if Mo isn't there, he can do that because Morgan does like that first over of spinning uh, straight away. Um, I, I think you like going into it, you know who's in the bowl where, don't you? And if everyone knows their roles a year out, it's not a bad thing at all, is it? Really? Then they know that come come the the summer next year or whenever it is, they're going to be in that exact same position going into it. Um, the only thing I have to question about that team selection that we had was if you're going to open with spin, I would have thought you'd put Ali in the team to open and then keep Rashid for middle overs. Yeah, because that Rashid was... is such a good middle over bowler. Yeah, Ali is proven. Do you remember that South Africa tour that we've had recently? He was mm. such a good opener one day, T20. I just found that a bit strange. Like, I think there could be a slot for Ali to come in as a second spinner, especially in India. Well, as we said last week, or whatever it was, we did the last book, 
um, when we created the squad, we all had Ali in it because we just assumed he would have to go for two spinners because obviously it's in India. Obviously, I know the pitch was like a little bit harder than we thought it was going to be in, in terms particularly as much as it should have done or we thought it would have done. Yeah. But I think that with just the makeup of the squad, for say, for example, Rashid goes for 40 off his first two. You haven't got that option with anyone to bowl as... Like, what if you say, for example, you've got Root in the team, Root is more than a handy spinner and has, like... I mean, he opened up in the World Cup before, what? in the World Cup final. He bowled second over, didn't he? Yeah, he got Gale. He had his best figures in T20 yeah. bowling against the West Indies. Like, in the, yeah, yeah. In the, yeah. I think me and Joe actually spoke about it on the phone the other day. It's like, have Joe Root in that team if you're not going to have a backup spinner. Like, the most droppable player there, I know it sounds crazy, is David Milan. He's number one in the world. But realistically, if England are looking at it, they'll put Joe Root in over him, I think. See, I probably drop. I I probably drop Bairstow over Milan. Uh, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's hard, isn't it? Like the issue is with with picking root, you do have to lose out of one of probably Milan or Bairstow. Actually, or Jaywo. Actually, Jaywo could would, would go and you'd move one of Milan or Bairstow to open, wouldn't you? Yeah, if Jaywo leaves, though, you put in for me Hales or Vince. I know. I think that if you get rid of Jason Roy, then you. Bring just move best at the top of the order, like you yeah, saw. I, I, yeah, yeah. Sorry, like, I, could, like I could see that happening. When he, yeah. he opened the battle of Kane Williamson, they were on fire together. But then it's the same. Look at Bairstow's stats as an opener in one day stuff is unbelievable. Yeah, like Bairstow is an absolute gun in, in the one day format and has been for the last few years. IPL, Bairstow, and Warner that worked in, perfectly. In C20, you want your best players, what well, your best batters to face as many balls as possible. Yeah. So, obviously, in exactly. one day, if you have Butler at coming in at what? six or seven, then he'll come in and you'd hope with about 20 overs to go. Yeah. In the T20, obviously, you only get T20 overs to play with anyway. So you want your best mm. players to come on and... Um, that was some of the chat, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Like, with Stokesy himself, was like, where do you bat him? Because, like, you obviously got Butler opening with J-Roy. And if J-Roy wasn't selected for every reason, you would probably see Bairstow come go up the order with, like, say, probably a a route coming in, but that doesn't mean that, that Stokes moves up. <laughs> that probably means that like route would go in at three or four, and Stokes would probably stay at five or six. Well, that's that game more, that, that, game that we does. were chasing in the last game, but we were chasing two two five, I believe it was. Uh, I was surprised that Stokes wasn't pushed up to four. It's or five. So Bairstow went in, obviously at four, but I was surprised that Stokes didn't go in there. I was surprised that Morgan went in over Stokes. Yeah, I was well. I think Stokes is such an underused batsman in T20 cricket. I, I think as well with England, it's helpful that we're so blessed with depth. Yeah, in, in English cricket, for sh- in international cricket, sorry, he's definitely underused. Because if you look at that team that started the last game, it's pretty good. Up. Um, I think everyone like bats a lot higher for their side. So if I look at it, so Jason Roy, but obviously opened the bats in. Malan, granted, he's a free. Uh, Bairstow, he bats at four. He'll open, he opens the bat in. Morgan probably bats at three for Middlesex. Stokes bats three or four in the IPL and for Durham. Jordan, again, probably that's about right for him. Um, and then Archer. And then Curran bats at, like, he's batted at three for Surrey. He's batted yeah. there in the IPL. It's just, with those players, they're all, like, they're just underutilised. So, for example, again, I say underutilised, but you can't really bat them higher than anyone else. Because no, you in, can't, can you, at all? In that team... For example, Sam Curran probably is the ninth best batsman, so he's got about a nine. But yeah. 
in terms of the fact that he's batted at, for example, three in the IPL and for Surrey, you think he's got a he's yeah, it's, it's he difficult can, to put them all in because he, he you yeah, can't yeah. do the same thing that he does in the IPL and for Surrey when he's got three overs left and exact especially for example in the the last one when England were chasing such a large target, like realistically it was a lose lose situation for everyone that went in because yeah um he was just behind the game. No, exactly. And I think, I think um, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the real only question is, like going into next year, is like where is is who bats where, isn't it really? Like I think the team is basically going to be is, is sort of known. It's just who bats where, and if you go say, well, like, it's probably quite a big summer for J Roy. Um, he'll need to do well in the games because he, he did he did fine in this series, but like. Just occasionally he looked a bit scratchy, didn't he? He didn't look like it is his, his overall best. Like I remember in that first in that first game, he tried playing that first week, didn't he? Over a third, over a short third man, like four times before it came off. And like that for him, which is it's the go-to shot usually. Like so you can just tell he's about a rhythm, wasn't like fully like up and raring for it, probably like like fully like in the zone for it. So. I just want to say how crazy it is that we're considering Jay Roy's place. After the years that he's had, like obviously World Cup year, year after, the only time he's stopped performing for me is when the crowds haven't been there. I know it's such a cliche for players to say, or footballers, cricketers, rugby players to say, oh, we're not performing as well without any crowds. But I think Jason Roy is such a crowd player, such a crowd teaser. Yeah. I think he, I think he's really struck. Like he went to Australia, did okay with crowds. Like when we were back in our bubble in last year, he was a bit crap. Mm. I think he needs the crowds to play well. If you look at the batting averages for the England squad uh, for that T20 um, game, obviously there's five matches. Jason Roy obviously played all five, 144 at 28.8. Josh Butler, five matches, 172 at 43. David Milan, 148 at 37. Johnny Burstow, 118 at just under 40. Owen Morgan, five matches, 33 runs, an average of 11. Uh, ben Stokes five matches, eighty-four runs, an average of twenty-eight. Um, and obviously the rest are well. Sam Curran's obviously twenty-three runs, but he only batted I think once. Um, yeah. If you just look at those, like, like realistically, I mean, Owen Morgan probably is in terms of that lineup. Probably the it sounds what because he's not about he's probably the weakest batsman in that lineup, but he's also probably the most integral part of the team because his coach, sorry, his management. His game management is spot on, and also yeah. he is a supporter, still an exceptionally good player. So you can, there's no chance that we're going to get rid of Owen Morgan anytime soon. No. Um, is it almost like, do you reckon, like with Morgs? Obviously, like he, uh, for me, over the last few years, like he's unbelievable. Like he, he sort of comes in like bits and bobs, you know, like you'll have like a really good knock, and then you won't really do much for a while, but then you'll have like another like outstanding knock, and it's like, wait a sec, this bloke is a like top quality player, and obviously he clearly is. Do you reckon like it's almost like the same talk with the captaincy for Root in test matches? It's almost like he doesn't bat as well with the captaincy because he's thinking so much about what's going on with the team. Essentially. And like that probably takes it away from his batting in, in the one-day stuff, maybe. Uh, Dad, like, you have just summed up Owen Morgan's World Cup there, I think, previously. Yeah. A few I, games where he's done absolute crap, and then he's come out and do absolutely amazing knocks. That Afghan then, game, isn't it? we've got 150 yeah, Afghan, hit the record mate, sixes. Record like, sixes, ridiculous. yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you get to the final, or, yeah, the final, we didn't have to bat the semis because we pissed the Aussies. <laughs> um, um, but when he comes to the final, he bottled it. 
like the important games well we lost in the group stages i think it was to pakistan sri lanka and australia he failed because he was thinking i think too much about what was going on amongst the team it's definitely it's definitely something that hasn't been talked about as much as it does say in the test match game like the same with root like a lot of talkers with root in test matches so like, oh should he be captain because like, i takes it away from his batting well like why isn't that being talked about with morgs in the one day stuff because like to me like his captaincy is unbelievable and like especially with someone like rash like the backing that he's given rash over the years that has made that has made rash the player that he currently is like the, be- the best like T Twenty spinner in the world, really, but maybe other than Rashid Khan, like Rash is that good. Like I, I would a, rather a big, a big part of that. I think is that relationship between Morgan and himself, and Morgan giving him that trust, and saying like, "Don't worry, mate. Whatever happens, like we're, we're backing you. We'll give you what you want, sort of thing." And I think that relationship is so strong. If you were to take that away before the start of World Cup, you would be criminal. <laughs> like, I would rather Owen Morgan's captaincy. Dan to say here, like, like him captaining and getting like twenty each game and getting getting caught on the boundary or something. I'd rather that than every so often he'd scored like a sixty, like one in five. Like his captaincy is so integral to the way that we play. Like, yeah, he I needs agree. To stay as captain, like, I agree. I don't think it's affecting him. I'd rather have him as a captain, failing every so often, but yeah. let him do his job. Like he is the best. One day captain in the world, I think personally. To be fair, he's what played 102 uh, T20 nationals, and he still averages 29.62, which in a T20 side, buying at four or five is still like integral. I like that's not awful at all. Yeah, it's integral. Also, I think like, average in a T20 game like is not as important as it is in say a Test match scenario. Like, um, it's obviously really hard to say without us not, not like looking at the data integrally and like really analysing it but like obviously average is like such an old school stat you know what I mean it's like oh what's the batting average like sort of thing and like I think in T20 you're probably looking at more like sort of when you score your runs and like and your scoring strike rate rather than like your av- your batting average yeah um, well, and that's something maybe like, like, like we probably, well, obviously we can't tell now without it in front of us yeah well he's like, got 1450s 1450s and 97 innings is a strike rate of 138.46 I think if you like, take that into account, that's probably what a fifty every six innings is, maybe a little bit less. Um, Math, yeah. Well, <laughs> but um, <laughs> if you look at that, that's not like, and that's the thing with England's bat line at the moment is that you've got like elite batsmen in every single position at the moment. So that if you have, for example, somebody who will score, say, an average, if he scores thirty runs each game, and every six games he scores a fifty, you don't mind that, like batting a four. No, not at all. No, you you definitely don't, and I think like I think Morgs is never going to be dropped until the point where he eventually retires. I mean, to obviously replace him in that role. Um, but like looking at the series, like he's the one that gets moved down the order for the likes sort of Stokes to come up, isn't it? It's yeah. never anybody else. It's always so, yeah. Like, it's always Back like in... we're gonna we're gonna drop Morgan down. I'm gonna put Stokes up. We'll put we'll put someone else up, sort of thing. It's always Morgs that has that that role change, um, and, and and that probably doesn't help me either. Like because he's probably planning on batting somewhere. It turns out he's actually going to be be batting like two positions less than than where he was, sort of thing. So, so that's being the um, team man and the the captain role, isn't it? That he sacrificed himself for the team. Exactly. Yeah, and he's always done that so well. Um, 
and and you can argue people that have come into a place and haven't really done anything either. Like back in the World Cup when he was injured, but 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 a back injury. Like who who came in for him or whoever it was that didn't really stand out and do anything. Vince opened, didn't he? Like yeah. Vince opened up. Got our first ball duck against Berendorf for the uh, at Lords. Like, yeah. So I, I think Morgs is I think Morg is integral to the way we play. Never going to drop him at all. Um, it's just yeah. I think it's as I said beforehand. I, I think going into next year, it's where do people bat rather than who it is. I think I, I think we know who it's going to be. It's just where are they going to bat? Like in in that in that batting lineup, I think after the series that we've seen, sure. Um, and if you just take a quick look at the bowlers from that series as well, um, well, uh, Stokes took three, um, three wickets, went for well, just over, well, just under nine runs and over in his thing in his entire series. Curran just took two wickets, but again, he was a little bit more economical and went for seven point seven. Chris Jordan took four wickets, but it was a lot more. Uh, he went for a lot more runs, which. I know he got a bit tough in the last game, but I didn't think he bowled particularly awfully. Um, no, no. Um, Joffre Archer, I think, bowled exceptionally throughout that uh, thing. I think, I think the last game, he didn't bowl to his best. Realistically, nobody did. And also, I think his, obviously, he's been ruled out the ODI squad, which we'll talk about in a bit. Injury, that was, but, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just his injury was coming through at that point. Um, I think he bowled very well. I think Mark Wood bowled exceptionally well as well. Um, yeah, Mott was great. Yes. Uh, but Dil Rashid, again, was in a completely new... Well, not new, but like a different role for him. I think he bowled particularly well. And I, was, I think someone said in commentary about how Adil Rashid used to, every now and then, just bowl some absolute rubbish ball and he'd drop it short. And then he'd get like the occasional wicket, like caught a boundary from like a rubbish shot and just pour cricket all around. But he's cutting out and he's getting like more wickets. Like, yeah. In, like taking the edge, getting out wheels, which is good. Um, Especially in the, in the T20s that we've seen in that series, he didn't bowl many bad balls, <laughs> um, which is mad for an expert. Talking about um, balls, uh, we also had Tom Curran play for one game, um, and the less said about that, the better. Um, yeah, let's not <laughs> get angry about Tom Curran, Jeff. I assume that Tom Curran's just got pictures of. Um, uh, <laughs> um, it's like uh, Eric Dar, isn't it? It's with Southgate, <laughs> he got like his some sort of something against him, and like, Tom Curran is that is that version? It's of, Eric like, Dyer, Tyrone Mings have all got pictures of someone <laughs> to do a gal Southgate. Yeah, it's incriminating. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think realistically, it's three to a year up from the World Cup, or a bit less than that, I think, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think it's a good opportunity for those players to go out there and get a bit of game experience. Um, and I think the majority of them have done well. And those who haven't, no, I think Tom Curran's going to, uh, yeah, he's got, he's in the IPL with the Delhi Capital. So I think hopefully he can go there, play more than he doesn't. and just become more well versed of it. I'm not sure if he's playing in the hundred, etc. Hopefully there'll be um more stuff available for him to um to play and hopefully prove a point. And if not, they, that's the good thing as we said last week that you've got quite a few people like Chris Wokes and nowhere near that squad at the moment. Um no. uh, like Reese Topley was in the squad um, and various other people um I think there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure on them. So if they're not to play then they can come in. That makes a lot of sense. I agree. Also, that's again we talked about last podcast, but I haven't mentioned so far again is David Willey. And if they weren't going to play two spinners in um, in India, and they were going to go with the one spinner with the rest of some seamers, and that maybe Sam Curran play as that 
extra batsman bowler. Like, what does Sam like really ever do to replace Dave Willie? <laughs> like, yeah. Dave, like, Willie never played badly for England and was always pretty good doing the finishing role and bowls. Like, again, his stats for wickets in the first over are unbelievable. Um, He's someone that could, again, could, if, if they go with the option of the seamers rather than the spinners, someone that could maybe make his way back into the side um, as, as another squad player, potentially. Yeah, for sure. Like, again, I was um, between seminars earlier, I uh, had a coffee and was watching just classic highlights of England and India on Sky, wherever it was. And it again was they were Willie bowling a different game to the one I mentioned a few weeks ago, but uh, he would guarantee you a wicket. I've seen those probably the long form in ODIs, but he would guarantee you a wicket in the power play, like without yeah. a shot. And then probably wouldn't bowl as much in the middle overs, but then he'd come back and still do a job. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I think he's someone that's like it's been obviously, obviously, Arch, but when Arch became available, someone had to drop out, like. Because it's Joffrey Archer, and he is just express. He is X factor. He is one of the best opening bowlers, if not the best opening fast bowler in T-Main cricket. Um, and unfortunately, it was just Willie that missed out. <laughs> Willie, Willie never did anything wrong. It's just unfortunately he was the one to come out. But I, I do think go... it came to that point, Dan, where like you have to drop someone. Unfortunately, yeah, it, it would it would be Willie. Exactly. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Everyone knew looking at that team. Like it was always probably going to be Willie that missed out, like which is always a bit like one of those, one of those things that everyone was like, he's done done nothing wrong, but unfortunately it probably will have to be David Willie because everyone else has just like at some point been like England's most important player, like in those like, in in their certain roles. Um, and yeah, it's a bit unfortunate, but he's one to watch I, out for. I, I, think. I think in another lifetime, David Willie plays fifty games for England. Yeah, we said that we like last not podcast like there's certain players that different different eras different times like um they're going to be playing m- m- many more games many more games for England than they have done. to the ODI stuff now. Um, obviously, England announced their squad for the three-game series, which starts tomorrow. Um, Joffrey Archer, obviously, as we just touched upon, uh, misses out because of an ongoing elbow injury. Um, and I will quickly run for it now, uh, the actual whole full squad. Um, so, Owen Morgan, obviously, will be captain of the squad or team. Uh, you've got Moen Ali, Johnny Burstow, Sam Billings, Joss Butler, Sam Curran, Tom Curran, Liam Livingston, Matt Parkinson, Adil Rashid, Jason Roy, Ben Stokes, Reese Topley, Mark Wood. You've got three reserves of Jake Ball, Chris Wood. Sorry, Chris Wood. Sorry, Chris Jordan, Dal Milan. Sorry, Chris Wood. You've not had a uh, call up to the English squad there. Um, <laughs> and then the Indian squad, you've got Virat Kohli, uh, Yuvendra, Shahal, Shekhar Dawan, Shubman Gill, Shiraz Ayer, uh, Prashid Krishna, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, uh, Natarajan, Hardik Panja, Kruda Panja, Rishabh Pant, Kaur Rahul, Rahit Shah, Mohammed Siraj. Washington Sundar, Shadal Taka, Kolik Yadav, and Suyak uh, Kumar Yadav. So there's still no Jasper Bummer in the England, in the Indies. Fair play, Joe. Fair play. Joe, <laughs> so that is that is two podcasts in a row where you have failed to name the England team, but yet the you've Indian done team. the Indian team perfectly. But <laughs> I would like to say, that. That. I am so sorry, Chris Wood. You're never <laughs> going to get an England caller. No offense, but um, uh, I don't think so. He's got a chance. 
anyway, um, <laughs> now that I've uh, right my wrongs, England are the Irish squad. Um, pretty much what you'd expect, isn't it? Because it's only three game series, and realistically, it's probably not worth more people flying in, quarantine for X amount of days just to potentially not play. Um, yeah. So obviously, Matty Parkinson officially joins the squad beforehand. He was a uh, in the T20 squad. He was a um, reserve player. Um, obviously, no Joe Root again for the reason we just said. Um, but in terms of what we got out there, I reckon still this is a great opportunity for the likes of, as I said before, in the T20 squad, it was obviously proved wrong. The likes of like Sam Billings to have a go. Um, excuse me, because I reckon he, I reckon he'll come to the team. I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my neck out there again. I'm a Sam Billings fan, um, and I reckon that he will get given. A go of some sort. Um, what are your thoughts on the team? Joe, I completely agree with you. I reckon Stan Billings will come straight into that team. Um, I think it's quite exciting as well to see this team being named, which is obviously weakened because of COVID. Um, and that team that we've named, I actually think is one of the best one day teams out there. And it's a second string team. Yes. Um, so obviously, no Joe Root. Who do you reckon bats at three first drop in this game? Yeah, that, I mean, that is obviously the big, the hard one, isn't it? That it, who moves up the order? Um, we're going to see what it's going to be Jay Warren best, though, isn't it? Go in. Um, I mean, three, do you see them moving up? Bring us on. Moan Ali, Liam Livingstone, or Sam Billings would be. I was about to say, yeah, I think, I think it might be Moan, you know. Yeah, it's, I think you can't not play Moeen in a 50 other thing. So I reckon you probably would shut Moeen at three. Um, because I don't, I would play Billings, but I'd play him probably a, a little bit deeper in the order. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, so, so I think they'll go with the two spinners in the one day stuff in the first game. So you're probably going to go with Ali and Rashid, obviously. And if you play Mo without. Like Rooty and and obviously without a certain numbers of, of, of the squads, you probably got about them at three, don't you? Yeah. Like if you, if you look at it, you're going to have Besto and, and Roy open, obviously. Three is the missing spot where it would obviously be be Root, but he's not playing. You then got Morgan. You then got Stokes. Um. You then got Butler, and you've got lots of Billings. You're probably not going to bat Sam at th- Billings at three, would you? Like I don't think. No. So, I yeah. think if you've got another three slot spare, you bat Ali there, if, and then, if, and then, if and Ali then plays, you have, and then I you think, have Sam Billings like at the six seven. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think if Ali if Ali plays, he'll bat three. If they don't go with Ali, I think Tom the one. I think they'll go with Liam Livingston. Um, as that. which I think is also his last last proper chance for England. What Liam Livingston? I don't think it's his last chance. Proper chance, is it? I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think it's, it's his last chance, but also it'll be a good chance for him to stake a name for himself. I think this one um, is his chance. I think this is his big chance. Yeah. When there's not, think, when there's not the big guns right. with us, um, if he doesn't take this chance. I think it's like also, uh, an- another hard thing for Liam is, like, if they go, say, with Ali, I think, I think Mo will play every game this series. I think if they rest someone, it'll be Rashid. And they'll try Parkinson as a, as the as a, as the other leg spinner. I don't think they'll play Parkinson and Rashid together. I think they'll play Rash obviously every game, or they'll leave him out for one and play Parkinson, um, which means Mo plays every game, which means he bats in at the three. So 
But then I, I, I was sort of saying that if if Mo plays every game, the only place that Livingston really bats is probably in place of Sam Billings at yeah, like well, seven, yeah. which is obviously when again it's something that we touched on previously where that's him batting much lower down than he would do, say, for Lancashire or for any franchise team that he's played for in the Big Bash or something like that. Yeah. Well, the, the 11 I've written down, uh, obviously, Jason Roy and Johnny Burstow to open the batting together. I've gone for Ali at three. I think I've gone for I've gone for Stokes at four, Morgan at five, Butler at six. But obviously, that's probably going to be like those three, but in a different order. I've gone for Billings yeah. at seven. And then I've gone at eight, I've gone for Sam Curran. For nine, I've gone for Tom Curran. Not because I don't, not because I wanted to play, but I know that out of that t- that squad, he will start. I personally would probably go for give Topley a go, and obviously put Topley a little bit further down the order. And then obviously at ten, I got Rashid, and eleven got Mark Wood. And I reckon that's probably from what they've got the best eleven they could probably produce. Like you said, it probably does give the likes of Livingstone a chance, and maybe he could come in for I don't know the likes of. It yeah, it depends how if they want to give a two spinners, they want to go for a more of a seam based attack. Um, yeah, to get rid of Ali, etc. I think even like in England, we've seen England go with two spinners with Moeen and Rashid, haven't we? Like, and, and Moeen bowls in the power play occasionally and then comes back in the middle order. And those two in partnership have bowled really well together over the last, well, basically since we've been like the number one ODI team in the world. Obviously, Ali came out in the World Cup last year and was replaced with Plunkett. So I think if that's the case, Joe. If Ali doesn't play for whatever reason and they use Rash the only spinner, in that case, I think you'll probably see Topley come in or like and and play this maybe the Liam Plunkett type role that we've seen previously where he bowls maybe in the middle over or something. For me, this um, though, but, we're but not again, that, sorry, Tom, go on, mate, you, you go. You oh, go sorry, Dan. Uh, we're going to a 2020 World Cup at the end of the year. For me, this like I know all international games are important, but this to them shouldn't be on the top of their list. So for me, I would play Parkinson Topley, give them all a game international cricket. Yeah, but the same Just at some point. Like, but then like the, those sort of guys who are maybe on the fringes of the team, they can maybe, maybe, maybe work their way into the T Twenty side. Like in this series, like if Topley comes out and does really well, that probably puts him like EK while he's done it in India, he can do it like when it's like not maybe swinging as much or whatever with with, with the white ball. Like and you say right, well he's going to be maybe part of the squad in case we need him for a T Twenty game sort of thing. Um, I'll just earn his name as part of a squad. I think um, one thing is for top players we've seen it in in the uh, stuff in England. He does swing the ball as as most left armers do at the top of the order. So you probably see him like, if he was used. You probably see him open the bowling at some point and then like maybe come back in middle and the death. I think he's someone that can bowl in, in all three areas of the game. He can open, he can bowl on the power play, he can bowl in the middle, and he could bowl to death. My only thing is, as well, like look at Sam Curran. Like, are you going to play Sam Curran and Reese Topley in the same team? Do they, do they give you like two of the same sort of things? Like Sam will swing the ball up front, and then will use his variations to to change it up a bit in the middle in the middle overs. And the, and if he bowls to death, which I don't think he will do as much in this series. Like, I don't think you're going to see Curran and Topley play together, so again, like th- th- that's where this balance of the size is going to be a bit strange, isn't it? We're going to see a few more rotations. Chris Wokes is a very big miss from this. Well, from any ODI, yeah, Wokes here is a huge oh. miss from this team, like a big, big miss. Oh, I um, am a Chris Wokes advocate. I absolutely love the guy. I think he's <laughs> one of our best bowlers. Um, but I wouldn't play him abroad in India. 
over there. I, he would be my first on the team sheet in England. In a one day, don't be silly. He's the, one of the best white ball bowlers about Tom. Yeah. I think Joe's right. I think I think, I think Wilson would play in India if uh, we went with like, that direction of going with like the extra extra seamers and stuff. In terms of, I agree with you, Tom. I don't think he wouldn't be the first name on my team sheet in a test match or a Red Bull game abroad. I meant, yeah, I, I, I did like, mean Red Bull. I, like, no doubt, like he's our best one day bowler. I think middle, like he's class. Like that World Cup that we have with him, it's nuts. I'm a Chris Wokes fan. I love him. Yeah. Yeah, um, obviously a big miss because obviously he can open the bowling, bowl in the middle over and bowl in the death. Um, but I think with that, with that you have, I reckon, Mark Wood will open from one end um, with a bit of express pace. Um, and then to be fair, Tom Curran plays will probably open, if not Tom Curran, that'll be Reese uh, Topley. I think Curran obviously bowls probably first change, etc. But again, you might even see a spinner opening up, if which I think they should do. Go with two spinners in the alley and Rashid, and then when you hopefully give Rashid a rest and not even give Rashid a rest, but just give Pogson a go. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, uh, Andre Pogson's been in the bubble since Taranka and hasn't played a game like, and he's but he's been he's been like with the team the whole time. I think it's almost the same thing. Like like obviously, it was the same, wasn't it, with the um, Ireland Ireland series in in the summer last year, where that third game, whatever it was, like the final game, we like played our like preserve team didn't we yeah. we sort of gave the lads who didn't play as much in that bubble a game is that your um, excuse for letting Ireland chase 330 down no no Ireland does, does win that game they were unbelievable like, Sterling was ridiculous scored at, at 100 like but like we did play the guys who had been in the bubble but hadn't played in the previous game didn't we like so I think yeah I think a person as well. I'd like to see Matty Parkinson be, be, be given a go, yeah. Um, just to see like what he's like uh, at that standard. Um, I think I say I I I personally think Moeen will play every game, and then I think Rash is probably going to play two games, and then I think he'll maybe rested for one, or just not even rested. As Joseph, just give Parkinson a go in one of the games. For me, yeah, um, and then you're gonna you're gonna rotate the likes of Topley. You could rotate Topley and Tom Cohen around, and then like Livingston is is the other one there. Like you could rotate with Billings as well. Yeah, well, again, we've got the option as well. If they wanted to, they could probably even try something different. Maybe open with the likes maybe a Butler or a Billings and just play around the top of the order. Um, but I think realistically, this. As Tom said, all test oh, sorry, inside cricket like counts, but I think we've not got a one day tournament coming up soon. It just gives the perfect opportunity to give people a chance in this game. Um, yeah, obviously, you think Brian Burstow realistically are going to be our opening partnership going forward. But if for whatever reason you want to rest somebody or just give someone a go, I'm not sure, I don't have any stats on Butler opening in first class cricket, sorry, in um, list day cricket, but you might have done so before. Again, yeah. same with Billings. I mean, that's the good thing about that. I think Ali might even open for War- uh, Worcestershire in um, 50 over stuff, 40 over stuff. So I think there's plenty of room for manoeuvre, etc. around all of that. And it'll be interesting to see what they go for tomorrow, tomorrow morning. 
hundred percent agree. I mean, also we're, we're sort of, sort of again talking about uh, rotation, where in the previous series in T Twenty they, they didn't rotate at all, did they? So yeah. they might just pick like one team and go with that for the first three games. Like, don't really know, but like, yeah, um, some lads there have been on tour for a while and not playing a game. So yeah. I think in this series, in this instance, we will see um, a bit more rotation. Yeah, I don't reckon uh, Mike would have played every game because obviously I know he's got his own history of. Uh, like uh, injuries and fitness, etc. And obviously, granted, we didn't make any way well, to make one change, I think, in the entire series of the five day T20s. Uh, sorry, the five T20s. Um, but obviously, it's not really as impactful on your body, is it? Because realistically, it is what an hour and a half, well, it meant to be an hour and a half of cricket, but if can be two hours, the, yeah, um, each innings, whereas in um, one day cricket is what three and a half, and you're bowling over twice the amount. and yeah, I wasn't too worried about Woody pulling up in that series. Obviously, they were the games were being played like basically after one day's break, where in a tournament that's never going to happen. So you, you're going to get at least two, three days rest in between games. So, like, Woody pulling up a bit, a bit sore after one game, like, wasn't too much of a worry. Yeah, um, I was I, a little bit worried. But then as soon as he came back into the team, then I was like, oh, that's just... Yeah, it was clearly he was just stiff, wasn't he, from that, from that first game of, like, sort of putting his all into every every ball, which you can do in T20, can't you? Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, in a test match, like, you sort of... You have that, like, effort ball you, you to go more express. When he was bowling extremely quick in every single one of the, those those uh, T20 games... Which also took a, took a bit out on him. So I, you know, I, I mean, you could, yeah. You know, I, I think you'll see Woody probably miss out on one game. It could even be the second game. They might say well, we're going to play your first game, give you a rest, second game, and then play you again the third one. I don't know if England go two 0 up. It might. They also might. Check, you know what? We've got the series wrapped up. We might just play something else. So yeah. Um, I have to say, thing, isn't it really? It's really? Yeah. One thing I think is quite interesting is. Uh, in the T20 series, it looked like Virat Kohli was sort of struggling for fitness at one point because I think he was struggling in the first game. I, don't, I think the like, two of the games he finished like not on the field. Um, I don't know if that was just a chance to give um, uh, what's his name a, a game at go at captaincy or if it's just an actual injury. Well, Rohit was captain. Yeah, Rohit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if he plays all three games for India, obviously being their captain. But I know obviously. Um, obviously they're just beating Australia 3-1 they only played one of those games and someone else captained captained them to three wins um, so maybe it wouldn't surprise me to see him miss a game or two in that series um, but in terms of the Indian squad I think that looks quite good one thing I don't think we mentioned um, when we talked about, spoke about the T20 just to jump back was um, how good it was to watch Ishan Kishinbat oh, oh yeah. yes yes I reckon he's the future of Indian 2020 cricket, limited over cricket. He's so good. Like watching him at the IPL this year, averaging over 50. The guy's nuts. He knows what to do. Every ball he gets. I think someone said, I can't remember who it was, but obviously being brought up in IPL cricket, that you probably are, you might be more inclined to just want to play a short format, but it, it gives him the opportunity to come in at a young age and having played in front of such a boisterous crowd that the IPL has, that they can just, like a like war of a duck's back, just not have it phase them and go out and score a 50 first game and just look yeah a million dollars doing so he was he was on the money i think actually that's something that um like going into next year is with india they probably that the one spot they're maybe not unsure is maybe that the opening partnership 
like obviously we saw them try out a few more, a few like partnerships in this series. Um, we had that funny thing in the first test where uh, Virat confirmed that uh, Rohit was batting with, was it, I can't remember who it was, and then, and then he changed it at the toss. He was like, Rohit's not playing, and Darwin and uh, Thingy are opening, like changed it about. And then you also saw him open the batting in that final game where he yeah. did unbelievably well. And he then came out and said that he's not open in the IPL. Yeah, the RCB. So if, if that goes well, like you also see him opening the batting for India in the T20, and that obviously then leaves out someone else and someone, Isham Kishan may be back at three if he has a good IPL and makes and makes the team. I think um, even though even though India like won the series, I think they still have a few more questions than we do going into that World Cup. Yeah, like, when England won, they didn't play well. I don't think. Um, I mean, the last game England didn't play particularly well. Um, but yeah, I know that like some of the bowling was just not there. But then that was because they only went with five bowlers, and if one, you don't have the option to mix up. So say someone's having a stinker, you can't just be like, oh, for example, England. You'd be like, oh, Stokes. He obviously is a good bowler, but he's not our go-to. We can have just have a no, exactly, player. yeah. Um, and obviously that's what they had in the last game. And obviously, granted, uh, Brunesh Bakuma played like very, very well. Yeah, uh, he's holding out the game. But um, it's just finding the right balance to your side, especially in T20 cricket. Um, yeah. But then that's where India are blessed. And obviously with the IPL, I know anyone can play, but I think is it four players you're allowed to have on your team? Four overseas players? Four overseas players, yeah. yeah and then so, it's six, then domestic. So. Yeah. so that gives them the opportunity to, like I said, we've seen the likes of Ishan Kishan, for, I think it's uh, Mumbai Indians, scoring their runs. Um so yeah, it, it's it also be- at some point it's like teams that don't even play their four overseas, they actually play the Indian Indian domestic guys over some of the overseas players sometimes. Um, yeah, I think it, it, uh, it's an interesting interesting uh, time period. Actually, seriously, if you guys haven't watched it on Netflix, there's a Mumbai Indians documentary about behind the scenes of the uh, their one of can't remember what season it was. It was a couple of years ago, like yeah. the Mumbai Indians behind the scenes of the. IPL. I mean, we actually get a look into Ishan Kishan and like who this guy is, and he was, well, what two years younger at that point, <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe even three years younger. But that's that's a really good watch. To like, also to understand the IPL squads and stuff, and like how they try and do things and how they rotate and sort of the, their selection policy and stuff. That's quite a good like insight into what you, what happens and what goes on behind the scenes and stuff. Oh, I just want to there, there are other streaming websites available. <laughs> Fair enough, it's not very good. Um, yeah, no, I have seen a few episodes, but very is quite good. Um, it's, it's uh, Mahela Jai Wooden is the head coach, isn't it? Head coach, then, yeah. But uh, that's the first time you like, hear about Ishan Kishan, like, as this like young, up and coming Indian like batsman who they're like got really big things for. So that's quite interesting, like, little documentary to maybe watch. Um, yeah. Just to hear a bit more about him and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, he's I mean, he's one to definitely look out for. Uh, coming the IPL for for the likes of next year and stuff. But yeah, I think amazingly we we lost the series, but at the same time I think we have like fewer questions. Yeah, that need to be answered. Uh, going into next year. Uh, speaking of young cricket players who could or could not have done a better thing. Obviously, we saw Hamid, Haseeb Hamid, that obviously played in India the last time England toured. Obviously, had a torrid time at Lancashire and got released. But now he's, well, he's been picked up by Nottinghamshire CC. 
and he's now the limited overs captain. Um, yeah. And I saw that he averaged quite well last year in the um, was it the Bob Willis Trophy. Um, I think it's just good to see him come back from obviously playing so well, like getting praise from various people, like including Sacha Tendulkar, etc. And then obviously injuring himself, having such a massive suffering uh, with obviously confidence issues, but then to come back to play for another great county and a good county, and obviously he's now as a captain his side. Um, I don't think we've seen the last of him in English uh, in the longer formats for sure. No, Joe, I think um, he, he, go on, Tom. Go on, Tom. I, I was going to say, Joe, he was a bit of a running running joke with us, to be fair, wasn't he? The amount yeah. of scores that he, yeah. Well, he um, that, he had that season where what what highest score was like twenty. Like yeah, the season after that, when he came back from injury, I remember he. I think he's got like a, a massive two hundred or something in preseason. He did. He, 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 he got a two hundred in preseason, and then um, after that, basically didn't score a run. Basically, yeah. like, was mad. Never seen anything like it. It was crazy. Um, it was actually, one of the biggest drops, isn't it, of a player in recent years, probably. Yeah. Like, everyone thought we had found our, finally found our like, place for, for Cookie and Strauss. Yeah. Like, right, we've got Jennings and uh, Hamid now for years, and then yeah. none, none, none of them, like, three years on, none of them are anywhere near the sort of team, really. Which is quite mad, but also someone not who's there is also Ben Duckett, who we haven't heard about for like um, a few years. Obviously, broke onto the scene in Northampton, didn't he? And then moved to Notts as sort of the guys do playing for smaller counties, moving to bigger ones. Duckett is one that's there that actually like hasn't like really probably broken through as he really the, compared to what you'd like to. No, uh, I completely agree. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw him in the news as well the other day for something. Um, but um, yeah, for sure, he's a very good player. Um, and again, he's again if he's one of those players, if he was born ten years before, he might have got a better chance in like with the ODI squad. But um, I think realistically, looking at the lineup and the squads that England have produced of late, um, he just doesn't fit in there at the moment. But like I said, if he carries on playing well for Knots, then uh, there's no chance. I think that one of our episodes that we should do is uh, who should replace Strauss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good idea to be fair. We can talk through uh can we just go through Sam Robson, Alex yeah. Hales, Michael Carberry, the whole yeah. lot. No, that's a very good idea, Tom. Well done. Right, yeah. Right, predictions for the free game series. First first game tomorrow. Who we go for? Right, anyway, three anyway. nil England. You go three nil. Yes, because I have to go to work tomorrow. Um and I'll miss it. So you just know they're gonna win. Oh, I think Dan's muted himself. Dan has muted himself. Dan has broken his. Dan has broken. Dan has broken his. Oh, it's happened again. He's happened no. again. My, that's weird. My microphone's like changing between two different things. Um, I think uh, it will be two-one India. Overall. I would go two-one England because I reckon England will win the first two, and then they'll be like, "This is it. We'll give you and you a go." And then India will just have a comprehensive victory for the last one. Interesting. Nice one. I, I think, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I see it going two ways. I, I think if, if Wood plays the first game, I think they might rest him for the second one, which is when we might see England, like England lose one of the games and I back India to win the final one. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Like I said, the first one's tomorrow. I know I'm probably going to get up early doors, go for a walk, come back and watch it all day, do a little bit of uni work. 
obviously Tom being a real person, you gotta get up and go to work apparently. Don't know how don't know how much work you'll do though. Uh, the only time I've actually you played Warhead today and Mr. Mead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we cut that out, please? Um, <laughs> the only time I've actually had to go into the office recently is the day that we're playing India at seven thirty in the morning, when it would be a perfect day to work from home. All right, well, poor mate, poor, poor from you. All right, I'm going to be there. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll be back after the ODI series and maybe we'll talk about who will replace Andrew Strauss when he decides to retire from Test cricket um, <laughs> after this last game with Kevin Pitson sent any text beforehand. Um, cheers, guys. Thank you very much for listening. We'll hear, speak to you next week. Cheers. Cheers, guys. <laughs>